Good morning. How is everybody this morning? Good. It's good to be here with everybody. We've, uh, Jane and I have missed being up here with you guys, and especially the last couple of weeks. It has been hot down in Alamogordo. So it's nice being up here in the, in the mountain breeze and that. We, we appreciate it. Uh, my wife and I, for those of you who don't know us, we uh, work with an organization called Youth for the Mission, and we, um, she directs a pregnancy help center down in Alamogordo, and it helps young women in unplanned pregnancies, and we uh, call it Investing in Tomorrow's Families Today. And so uh, we're just trying to help them walk through their unplanned pregnancy and realize that God has a, uh, you know, a hope and a future for them. He's not kicking them in the seat of the pants. He's saying, hey, what can we do? Uh, this is where we're at. What can we do to move forward? So that's kind of where what we do. Uh, we also have the uh, King's Treasure Thrift Store that helps support that ministry uh, up here as your neighbor and then down in Alamogordo as well. We've been here about 15 years. We used to attend church here. It was great. We loved it. Love these guys here. They're just the awesomest, the Daltons, and so many folks. And uh, it's just good to be back here with you. Um, the reason we moved out of here about four years ago was to take on a property down in uh, south of town in Dog Canyon. It was called Fountain Gates Children Home, Children's Home. It had been a children's home for about 20 years, and it hadn't been a children's home for a couple of years because the house parents had to leave. Um, well, just last week, we were able to donate that. We've done a lot of work on the property, but we were able to donate that to the uh, New Mexico Baptist Children's Home Association. And uh, Jay was actually, uh, had met the president out there and it said, hey, I've got a friend of mine that's got some property out there. He knew they were wanting to expand, and so we got a call from him for about a year ago. And uh, we were able to uh, have a barbecue for him and welcome him into the neighborhood. Uh, they're not actually going to be getting going on it until probably the first of the year, but uh, we're real excited about what they're going to be doing out there. And I'm sure Randy's going to be up here talking to you guys. <laughs> so anyway... The fun thing about that was, though, is after we donated it to him, we're like, hey, this is great, except we've got to move now. Okay. So we uh, bought a house down in Alamogordo, and it was a fixer-upper, which I don't know why we do that, but we do it every year. Every time we get a house, it's a fixer-upper. Um, the property out in Dog Canyon was a fixer-upper. I mean, it was nice, but it needed a lot of renovations. Um, so we got another house. Needed a lot of renovations, and we got that fixed, and we're moved in there now, so it's going pretty good. How many of you guys have ever done renovations or built a house? Or How many of you have been building that house and doing those renovations said, you know what, I'm going to do this so that in three months I can do it all again? <laughs> Most of us don't do that, do we? We're like, no. We want it done, and we want it settled and finished. Well, we're going to talk today about building things that last and laying good foundations and using good processes and, and the ability to have preferences. But we want to first take a look at some people who got those out of whack and they put their preferences in front of the foundation and the processes. So go ahead there. Building blunders, construction mistakes that are too obvious for words. 
for 57. So these are just a few. I decided to stop at 34, even though they were all great. I wanted to also just visit with you uh, this morning about three really uh, well-known builders. Uh, we've all uh, know them, and we know the structures they've built well. Uh, we've heard about them from years, uh, and that's the three little pigs. Building blocks. <laughs> the three little pigs. And they, um, their mother, you know, just decided that it was time for them to move on, and so the three of them left, and one of them said, well, I'm going to go and just build mine out of straw. I don't want to take a lot of time on this. I just need to get out of the sun. Another one went and bought some got some twigs and put them together. And then the last one took a little bit more time. And he built it up with bricks and put a good foundation in. And an adversary came. Somebody, a uh, big bad wolf, he was kind of wanting some pork chops. So he came up to the first little pig and he said, Hey, uh, why don't you let me in? Uh, I'm kind of hungry and I'd like to see what you have there. And, of course, the pig said, no, not by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin. Big bad wolf said, well, I'm going to huff and puff and blow it down. And he huffed and puffed, and there was nothing there but straw, so he blew it down. And so this little piggy ran over to his brother's house who had the twigs, and the same scenario happened. Big bad wolf came in and blew his house down. Well, then those two ran over to his brother's house with the brick, and you know what happened. Wolf came over and he huffed and he puffed and he huffed and he puffed and he huffed and he puffed and couldn't blow it down. So they were able to tie him up and take him to wolf jail. <laughs> the moral of the story is, is if you put the proper planning and the proper elements into building right, it'll stand forever. It'll last. It'll stand strong no matter what comes against it. Um... Matthew seven twenty four through 25, Jesus kind of gives us some, a good, good way to lay some good foundation in our lives. He says to the, on, to the people listening on, he said, For anyone who hears my words and acts on them, he may be considered um, a wise man and one who prepares built his house on the rock. And when the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against the house, and yet it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Then he goes on to say, everyone who hears the word of this word of mine and does not act on them, he will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And when the rains fell and the floods came and the winds blew against the house, it fell. Great was its fall. And so if you were thinking about that and looking at that, what would you say is the foundation that will help that house stand? Jesus said it's listening to what I say and then doing it. <laughs> Pretty simple, right? You want to go to that next one there, Mr. Warren? Um, one of the things we, that, that God's been doing in my heart this year is really talking to me a lot about principles, processes, and preferences. And as you're building anything, whether it's a relationship, 
whether it's a family, whether it's a business, whether it's a home, whatever we're building or doing in life, we have to first start with principles. That's our foundation. And then there's a process in which those things develop. And then there's now, the interesting thing is Jesus was talking about this foundation, building this foundation. But if you look back, chapters 5, 6, and 7 are all his first sermon recorded by Matthew. Three chapters of the Sermon on the Mount. And all of us are very familiar with that, with that um, time that he took. And some people say, some theologians say that was a two- to three-day event. That he taught some and he, he ministered some. He you know, healed the sick some. And, and it could have been two to three days that they were out there. But he took all of these um, chapters and he just talked about practical stuff. He started out talking about the Beatitudes in chapter 5. And this is the person who's blessed by God. Those who are meek. Those who are poor in spirit. Those who are peacemakers. And he just goes through and says, this, these are the people who are blessed by God. So he talks about that type of a person. Then he also talks about being salt and light. He talks about the law. He talks about anger. He talks about um, lust. He talks about making vows. He talks about reconciliation. Um, he talks about loving your enemies. He talks about giving to the needy. He talks about prayer. He talks about um, fasting. He talks about money. He talks about worry. Then he goes into chapter 7. He talks about criticizing others. Um, then he's teaching about people's lives, uh, the fruit in people's lives. And then he finishes all that up by saying, if you want to build your house on a rock, this is what you do. You listen to these things. And you do them. So I want to talk to you today about the principles. Principles, processes, and preferences. So Jesus said, if you want to build your house on a rock, you need to first listen, and then you need to do it. <laughs> Very simple. And that's a solid foundation. That's what he says. I didn't say it. That's what he said. And then there's a process involved. Well, go ahead. The principles... Principles are a fundamental truth, uh, prop, uh, truth or proposition that serves as the foundation for a system, for a system of belief, behavior, or a chain of reasoning. And that's our foundation. It's the thing that, why do we believe what we believe? Why are we doing what we're doing? And then there's a process involved. When you're laying a foundation on a house, you've got to have it settled strong or it's going to be, it's going to end up cattywampus. It's going to end up falling. Um, you've got a process then that's involved. All of these three chapters that we were talking about, and as Jesus is teaching, if you notice, he's going through processes. The kingdom of God is like this. Um, if you fast, fast this way. If you give, give this way. If you, um, and then there's some hardcore things that he doesn't give any preference to. He says, don't lust. So there's things like that that he comes in and says, don't do these things. And if you do, if you listen to what he's saying and do them, you're going to have a solid foundation. But some of these things, they have, they have processes in them. Um, 
That's what he's describing when he's talking about how to fast, how to give. Don't come up in a, you know, go rent a limousine and come out when you give and bring out all the bank bags in front of everybody and say, hey, we're giving to the church. But don't do that. But just give secretly. Don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing. There's a process there. So a process is a series of actions or steps that help achieve a particular end. Now, if you're building a house, let me ask you this. How many of you have built a house? Okay. If you're laying the foundation on Tuesday, what needs to happen on Monday or before that is the plumber's got to come in, right, and lay the drain lines, lay some of the, the main lines underneath the house. There's a process there. There's also a process when you're putting up the studs um, to do the walls. You usually build the walls before you build a roof. And why is that? It makes it a lot easier, doesn't it? Well, there's a process involved. And you know, that's the same thing that God's doing here is he's showing us there's a process involved in life. And if you read, um, I love uh, Psalms 19, 7 through 11. And it talks about the laws of God. It says the laws of God are pure. The precepts of the Lord make wise the simple. Um, if you read through that scripture, you'll see all the benefits that God brings with his processes. It's not to make us, it's not a killjoy. It's not like he's wanting to come over and say, well, you need to do this and because I said. And, but it's to enlighten our souls. It's to do good things in our lives, to bring greater freedom in our lives. Matter of fact, Jesus said the truth is here, and the truth is here to set you free. It's not here to bind you up and make things difficult. So that's the, his whole idea of the process and this foundation is to bring stability in our life and to bring a process in it that is, is going to be safe and sound and, and make it great. Now, here's the awesome thing is once we do the, get our foundation settled and we understand what the process is and how to do it, he gives us an incredible freedom in preference. You know, he doesn't say bring, your, bring a tithe in every day. Matter of fact, in the Old Testament, he said, okay, if you live too far, there's some other things you can do to bring your tithe in. Um, there's a lot of different preferences. As you read through Scripture, you see there's processes involved, but it's not this micromanaged, you have to do this got and tittle. Now, there are some things that he did do that with, and there's reasons behind it. But as you read through these three chapters of Matthew, you'll see there's a lot of preference you can, you can do. You know. um, so preference really goes to what, how you want things to look. And there's a lot of freedom in that. Go ahead. Some of us, when we build a house, we kind of like it to look like that. Some people like it more of a Victorian look. Some folks like kind of a cottage look. Just, you know, hey, something simple that's nice and homey. The preference is basically the ability or the freedom, the power and opportunity of choosing. And God gives us a lot of freedom to do that as we're walking through his foundation and his process. Now, what happens if we get this mixed up? 
and we decide, you know what, I'm going to make my preference the foundation. How many of you have ever been built a house? I was talking with Jack, and he was telling me, he said, I had this just happen to me. <laughs> but how many of you have built a house or done something, been with somebody, and you knew what the process was, but they just didn't want to do it? They decided, I'm going to do something different. And if we use our foundation, our foundation, the preference, our preferences change at whim, at almost daily. My wife and I, in this home we uh, just got and remodeled, it changed a lot. <laughs> I've moved the living room furniture around I don't know how many times, but I think we've got it settled. I did end up telling her one time, I said, now, you know this paint that we're putting on, it's got a 10-year warranty. So we can paint it. Is this the color you want? Because <laughs> it's got a warranty for 10 years. Um, and, uh, but anyway, with our preference, it changes. Those things can change daily. And you guys, I feel like this is where we're at in our nation and as people, maybe even in our world, but I know in our nation, it's just nutso. Part of the nutsoness is, is there's no foundation. My foundation is what I think. You know, and I think, you know, I think it's terrible that uh, we have these, uh, this boardwalk here. And I don't like wood. And so I think it needs to be paved. And so I get a, I get a backhoe and I start tearing it up. Because it's my preference, right? So I'm going to go pave it. Well, that's not right. I can't do that, right? Somebody would be stopping me pretty quick. Hey, what are you doing over here? But we do that in every aspect of our life. We start relationships. It's just like, well, that's what I want to do. I feel like it. Well, have you, do you know that person? I ah, no, but you know what? This is what I feel like. Sometimes that's not the best way to go about starting relationships. We might come up to a place where we're at work and our, our boss goes, you know, this is the way we're going to do this process. And we go, well, that's not the way I think we should do it. Okay, well, um, you, you can do it any way you want. You just can't do it here. <laughs> you have to go somewhere else. Well, that's ridiculous. That person's being too hard. That person's being too... Can you imagine what would happen if you were building a house and you were scheduled to lay the concrete on Tuesday and the plumber was supposed to be there Monday, but he just decided that he was going to be there Wednesday and he didn't tell anybody? You think that might cause some havoc, headache? Yes, it would. And you guys, that's the same thing that happens here in our lives and as we're walking with God is he sets up some principles because he loves us and cares about us. He lays a foundation for us. And he says, you know what, if you'll walk with me and you'll do the things that I'm asking, you're going to have an incredible blessed life. And that's what he was talking to the Israelites about, you know, as they left Egypt. They'd been in slavery for 400 years. And he starts talking to them about how to be a blessed people. Walk in this way. Don't just go steal from your brother. If you want his cow, don't just go take it. They lived in a, they lived in a place that 
their slave people that enslaved them, they could do whatever they wanted. They could come take their cows. They could come take their wives, their children. They could do whatever they wanted. God's saying, that's not my kingdom. So it's really important that you and I start saying, God, where is your, what's, what is it that you're teaching? And that's what Jesus said. Listen to what I'm teaching. Listen to my heart. Listen to what I'm saying. And then do it. And the process, if we go into preference, if that's our foundation, because things change, and they can change at will, and the more people that you get involved, you're going to have a lot more preferences. It's going, to be, it's going to be chaotic. And you may get a house like this. Where the overall design is unstable and unreliable. Now you know what? There may be, an oper- there may be a chance that you hit it right. And I've, I've, I've been with people, they went, hey, well, everything went fine. I'm like, yeah, you were lucky. You were lucky because you weren't building according to principle and you weren't building according to process. And a friend of mine that, who's or an electrician who's been working on our house, he found a lot of, lot of things in our house that uh, were not done to uh, principle <laughs> or process. Somebody ran an extension cord from the... Uh, they hardwired it into the circuit board and ran it to a 220, and that's what they were running the dryer off of. And he goes, he goes, yeah, we need to fix that. <laughs> I said, well, thank you. I appreciate it. But he found several things like that. But let's talk about what Jesus was talking about. He said, if you'll listen to me, let's look at some ways that we can do that. So first of all, he said, laying a solid foundation, listen to my teachings. So in listening to his teachings, one of the first things that I encourage myself and others to do is go and pray. Learn to just go and spend time with Jesus. How can we hear him if we're, not listen, if we're not spending time with him? If we're not being with him? And you know, he's not a legalistic God at all. And that's what, if you look at um, Matthew 5 through 7, it's not about legalism at all. It's about where's our heart at? Where's our love for him? Are we in this to love him? Because he's in it to love us. And his instruction isn't legalism at all. It's about relationship and drawing us in and drawing us close. And so taking that time to pray and spend time with him and listen to him. Listen to him speak to you, because he will. Another act, way of listening is reading his word. Um, I'm just so convinced on this so much. I mean, just, I'm just so convinced on it. Um, that as we read his word, it changes our life. It's active and living sharper than any two-edged sword. I don't know how many times, I'm sure many of you have re- been reading his word, and all of a sudden it's like ah, a light goes off of what, how to walk through a situation you're in. And sometimes it's about me, how I need to change. You know, if I went maybe a little softer with a question, that it would change that person's response back to me. And it's like, yeah, but... But did you see what they did? Now, I understand what your word's saying, but did you see what they did to me? You say, yeah, but what does that say? Seek peace with everyone as far as it concerns you? Oh, 
doesn't say them. It says you. And it's amazing how when I walk that way, blessed are the peacemakers. Pretty incredible. But his word opens up new light to us. Um, it helps us understand his character. It helps us see him in the light that he is. Another aspect is going to church, coming and attending, having a, a heart to learn, um, coming in and listening to what pa- Pastor Larry's got to say, having a heart to say, man, I, re- I want to receive from him. Uh, another aspect is uh, listening, listening to CDs, listening to go to uh, teachings online. I don't know, do you guys still do the um, Right Now Media here at the church? They had a subscription to Right Now Media for a while, and I mean, there's just a plethora of stuff on there, devotions and all kinds of stuff you can go and watch and read, and, uh, but it's, they have incredible things, and there's a lot of different uh, uh, sites out there that you can go, go to. But also, you know, listening to tapes, listening to CDs as you're driving back and forth and driving wherever you're going, um, getting books about from guys who have spoke and they've lived life. They've walked, listened to Jesus' teachings and they've walked with him for years, decades. You know what? It's wise to go and listen to those guys, to, to read what they've got to say. Um, just some good stuff. And then lastly, we can listen and listen and listen and listen but it's until we take action that it really starts working in our lives. So we've got to do what he says. We've got to trust that he knows what we need to be doing. <laughs> How many of you guys have ever gone to, taken your car um, to, well, it would even be more than a mechanic because a mechanic's been reading and been trained to do it. It would be going to uh, the actual engineer of the car saying, I'm having problems with this. Engineer goes, well, you know, it's a BMW and it's not meant to be in the lake. So I'm just saying, I mean, you can take it in there, it's yours, but it's not going to work well. And then turn and go, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I bought this car with my own money. I should be able to do what I want with it. Sometimes that's what we do with Jesus. Say, you know what, you don't know what you're talking about. Or I don't think he really understands me. So we get back to the preference thing, and this is what I feel like I should do. But the cool thing about it is, is when we come to God, he's going to help us know. That's what James tells us, isn't it? That if you lack wisdom, go to God who's gracious and loving and kind. He's not going to hit you with a lightning bolt. He loves that you'd ask him. Then we have to do what he says. James 1.22 says, don't. Be a doer of the word, not just a hearer. Be somebody that when you hear that we're, we're doing it and we're changing, we're saying, God, change my life. Change my life and help me be that person that you want me to be. So I don't know where you're at this week. You know, maybe, maybe you came in and you're kind of walking through something right now. Or, or maybe you won the lottery. Maybe everything's peachy with you. Take time this week, wherever you're at, to say, God, what, what, what do you think about the situation I'm in? 
in where I'm at in life. Just ask him a a real open-ended question like that. Where do you feel like I'm at? Can you teach me? I want to listen to your teachings. You might be surprised at who he brings up, who he brings to mind. Remember that guy you cut off in Walmart? I was kind of in a frantic place because we were driving up from Cloudcroft, and uh, my mom's here with us today. She's, I think her and Jane went to the early service, and they said, we're not going to listen to you twice. <laughs> um, but we came up, and we were running a little late, and we were heading up the mountain, and there was a wreck. So the road was closed. So I'm like, Robertsita Canyon, okay. So <laughs> we came up the back way, and we kind of flew in here late, and um, but you know, it was in those situations that I was just, I felt like I was saying, just, just relax. Everything's going to be fine. Whereas before, if I'm late, I'm usually uptight and I'm antsy. But he just helped me. I was just like, okay, I'm going to do what he's telling me to do. I'm going to chill out, relax. My mom had never been up that side of the mountain before, so she was liking it. She was, oh, look at that. No. So anyway, but this week, ask God, is there something about our situation that you want to speak into and teach me? And then help me do it. We need need his grace to help us do it. We need his, you know, it's not just by sure willpower, because we'll all fall. But if we we put our heart toward it and say, God, I want to walk with you. I want to walk with you, and I'm going to do my part to do everything you're asking me to do. But I'm trusting your grace to help me. He'll sure come through and help us. So that's something we can do this week, and I want to encourage us, no matter where we're at. And lastly, the coolest thing that I've seen in life is that as I've taken these steps and said, God, here's my life, I want to learn from you. I want to obey you. I want to obey the things you're asking me to do, even if I don't understand them. He helps bring strength in our life in areas that other people need it. We become a shelter, just like the third little piggy. He was a shelter to his brother and his his two brothers who were running and fleeing from an adversary. He became a shelter for them and a safe place. And you know, you may not have a brick home, but as a person, if you've walked with God and you say, God, here's my life, I'm going to do what you say, he helps you be a shelter for other people who are facing storms in their life. And I've seen that over and over and over, where somebody will come and they'll have something that they're struggling with and they think it's the life that their life's over. And it's like being able to just offer them God's hope and future that it's not over. He's got so many great answers for you. He's got so much compassion for you. He has so much love for you. Come on in. He's got a great place here for you, out away from the wind, away from the storm you're facing, away from this adversary that's attacking you. He's got a place for you because he loves you and cares about you. That's the opportunity we as believers have to offer the world. You know what? They don't have that. When an adversary is chasing them, all they can do is defend themselves and hope they can get through it. 
where we, even if we die, it's a good thing. I have no regrets. If I go now, I'm out. See ya. You guys, take care of it. <laughs> you guys got it, got it going on. But I love to be able to offer that to other people. Don't you? Amen. Why don't you stand with me? Lord, we're so grateful for just who you are in our lives. Your love for us, your compassion, and just the foundations that you lay in our lives and the the processes that you give us that are so good. They're just good and they're kind. And they're for our good to bring great freedom in our life. Bring us to a place that we can just love you, love people, enjoy life. And even in the midst of stuff that's just going crazy in our life, we can look and go, God's good. And there's a hope and there's a place that we have to, uh, to move to that's going to be awesome one day, that's going to be um, just an, an incredible blessing that we get to experience. And I know that you want us to be that safety, that safe place in a, in a storm for so many people around us. They would come to faith in you and, and just understand your love for them and your kindness and compassion. We love you today and just pray that you would help us be that for other people. In Jesus' name.